0: They've told them they're going to lose everything. Yeah. They're going to lose their way of life. It's like, bro, you're not. It's like, how could you possibly lose your way of life when white people own everything out here? Like, you're not going to lose anything. You're not losing anything by having people come in and deliver delicious food and cuisine and culture. And for real, it does not bother me one bit. I love going to the Vietnamese side of town, you know what I mean, and and getting involved. It's good. But when you tell someone you're driving home that these people are violent and they're this and they're that, they're going to take over and they're going to... It's okay. Nobody's taking your stuff, Trav. Nobody's taking your stuff, Darren. Trent, it's okay. Brendan,
1: relax. (laughs) That is Indigenous Australian rapper, actor, comedian and record label owner from Sheppard and Victoria, Briggs. And this is episode 283 of the Yoshi Podcast. Welcome to the Osher Ginsberg podcast. I'm Osher Ginsberg. Thank you for being here. This is episode 283 of the show with Briggs, the incredible rapper, actor, comedian, record label owner, and coffee aficionado, as we're all about to find out. Uh, he's got a new single. It's called Life is Incredible, the video for which is hilarious and sad, but hilarious, but sad. Uh, he's uh, It's out right now. He's touring right now. Uh, I think in the next couple of days. So you can get more details at badapplesmusic.com.au or find him on Twitter at Briggs. He's also on Instagram at Senator Briggs. More about Briggs in a sec. If you're new to this podcast, what what is this podcast? Well, for a start, I'm Osher. Nice to see you. Nice to hear you. I work on the telly. Sometimes I count roses. Sometimes I write books. Sometimes I lift heavy weights. Sometimes I, well, all the time, I only eat plants. Sometimes I ride my bicycle. I was born with a different brain and I wrote a book about what happened when my brain broke and how I got a lot better than what I was and I tend to talk on this conversation about that journey. I to, tend to talk on this show about that journey. And this podcast, well, it is a conversation that you get to be a part of and it's a conversation that we at the show here try very hard to make sure will help you make today a bit better than yesterday. Just something that you'll hear in the next hour and a bit will make you go, oh, right, oh, yeah. No, that's something I could work with. I just didn't consider that before. That's interesting. I'll put that in the in the quiver and be ready to go when it comes my way. So that's basically it. Thanks to everyone that left a rating and a review in the iTunes store. It really helps more people find out about this show. Uh, if you like this show, the best thing you can do is tell someone else about it or send an episode to someone via text or whatever. But to leave a rating and a review on the iTunes store just pumps us up there in the visitabl- visibility there and helps a lot more people discover us. So um, a big thanks to Fantos, who gave us five stars. Thanks, Fantos. Love this podcast. I always learn something new and really enjoy listening. Thanks for creating interesting discussions with your guests. Thank you, Fantos. And also Ellie uh, wrote a uh, a review, unexpectedly eye-opening. Osha's outlook on life and his ability to search for the good in a bad situation makes for such unexpectedly eye-opening conversa- conversations with whomever he interviews. If you're after easy listening that addresses hard-hitting issues in a deep and meaningful way, this is your podcast. Thanks for making my ability to fall asleep much easier and teaching me something new every week, Osha. Thank you so much, Ellie. I hope you don't fall asleep because it's boring. I hope you fall asleep because of the dulcet tones of our voices just lull you off into slumber i'll read out more uh reviews next week i really appreciate you when you get them in there so if that's how you want to tell me about the show this week i'd really appreciate it if you did it through the itunes review system big thanks to a lot of people who given me feedback about the check-in episodes that i've started to do every friday i'm so proud of all of us we found a two part podcast solution that's working really well for everybody so thank you thank you so much uh, speaking of wanting to say thank you, uh, a bunch of people asked about the tote bags that we were selling at the live shows, most recent live shows. Those tote bags are now for sale. You can get them on the internet. Go to Oshigansburg.com. Um, you'll find the store there. Click on it, 20 bucks plus postage. And you can have your very own sweet little bit of cotton-based carrying capacity to call your own. Uh, OsherGoodsberg.com to go get a tote bag. Thanks very much to everyone that sent in a podsy as well. If this is your first podcast, you're wondering what the fuck is that? What's he talking about? A podsy is it's like a selfie, but it's what you're looking at as you listen to this. Okay, just take a photo of it, send it to me, either via email, which the email address for the time being is still send us your email at gmail.com or tag me on Instagram. Uh I've got some great ones this week. Cracking, watching the surf at Alexandra Headland on the Sunshine Coast on a train in London. Um the best this week, I think, came okay, from Isabel taking her greyhound for a walk, which is a part of her basically her doing the work. You know, she goes out in the morning, she either walks the dog or she goes to run for the dog with the dog, depending on what the dog wants to do. A big greyhound. And that's a part of how she manages her brain. And I really appreciate that you took the take the time to do that every day, because it's super important. You gotta do the work. this is what you got, you got to do the work. Simple as that. So, yeah, you know how to get them to me and I really appreciate it. This is, I should say up the top, this is the last podcast that I'll put out before the federal election here in Australia. It's um, mid-May 2019 and, you know, if you're listening to this in five years, you'll know how it ended up. But this is the, yeah, this is the last podcast I'll put up before the election. It's next Saturday in our country. Or this Saturday, sorry, in our country on the 18th. And I would never tell you who you should vote for. That's your choice, your decision. Um, one I hope you make after you've thought a lot about it. I'll say up front right here and now that I do, you know, come with a bit of a bias because it's on my mind a lot, Uh, a bit of a bias towards the environment. But I would consider, I would ask you to consider giving your vote to the party who has the strongest long-term environmental vision because without a habitable, viable environment, there is no economy to be strong. Which government do you feel will give us the best chance as a country to do well economically out of all of this? Which government would you trust to work with the world on developing economic models that can cope with and benefit from climate change? Because, and make no mistake, there are trillions of dollars to be made in saving the world. It's now our choice right now as to which side of the balance sheet we want to be on. In the words of Will Anderson, the great Australian comedian, we could be the catter of clean energy if we wanted. We can either develop solar and wind power technologies, water management technologies, agricultural systems that can cope with a whole new weather system, and we can sell it to the world, or we can spend our pensions buying it from others. And seriously, don't think that those in the centre or those on the left don't want to make money. They do. I guess maybe perhaps they want more of us to benefit from making money than those on the right, who, in my opinion, in my view, seem to only be looking after a very few people when it comes to making money. The more of us that are economically secure, and I talk about making money because the more of us that are economically secure, simply the less tension there is in society the less pressure there is to move to find a better life, which then puts undue stress on already stressed systems. We are the first generation to be affected by climate change. It's happening right now, today. But we are the last generation who have the power to do anything about it. I'd encourage you to do your homework, choose well, choose with kindness and choose with your kids
3: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So let me tell you about my guest today.
1: Briggs is an Indigenous Australian rapper, actor, comedian, and record label owner from Shepparton in Victoria. From his Breakout album in 2009, Briggs has gone on to dominate the hip-hop scene here and abroad. He's released four solo albums as well as the landmark Reclaim Australia album with AB Original, an album that spoke volumes to the conversation about race relations in our country. AB Original uh, were recently crowned APRA's 2018 Songwriters of the Year In 2017, they won the Arias for the Best Independent Release and Best Urban Album, and they won the Triple J Award for Album of the Year for their album Reclaim Australia. Briggs is an actor. He features in uh, Clever Man, Black Comedy, The Weekly, among others. He's also a highly regarded comedy writer, most notably working with Matt Groening on his series Disenchantment. Briggs has got a new single out. called Life is Incredible. It's a shot to the gut aimed at the life expectancy of Indigenous Australians compared to the rest of the population. Like all great artists, Briggs performs to the top of his intelligence at all times, and Briggs is a very, very smart man. That makes him a true force of nature. Briggs is also a legit coffee nerd, so there's a fair chunk of pretty solid coffee talk at the top that will impress anybody that weighs their beans. You can find him on Twitter at Briggs, B-R-I-G-S, or Senator Briggs on Instagram, Senator B-R-I-G-S. Let him know you heard him here, and enjoy this conversation in a hotel room, well, apartment in Melbourne with Briggs. Briggs, I'm so grateful you're here, mate. Thank you. Welcome welcome to my city. Uh, it's, it's, (laughs) It's great. I would move to Melbourne tomorrow if there was television if I could make if I could work here yeah I've already my wife she's from Fiji she's okay. like I'll never fucking live there it's cold and I was like no 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 come come like she'd only been down here for work and stuff so yeah, yeah. she's a makeup artist so she'd come down here they'd just do like a 12 hour day like doing a Logis or yeah, yeah. something like that and she'd be like I want my feet all day I don't like my so I brought her down here one week and she's like Okay, I get. All right, I get it. Yeah. And my brother lives down here with his husband, so we get to visit them. And, cool. Man, I love this. I would. When we used to come down here for Idol, yeah. When we used to come down here for Idol, I'd be like, "Fuck, man, I love this place." Yeah, Melbourne's. Like stuff happens here. It's a different culture. <laughs> it's a different culture too. I grew up in Brisbane, so I've got no yeah. loyalty to Sydney or <laughs> yeah. Melbourne. I, don't well, care. So I
0: grew up in Shepparton, so it's all like, right, right. Yeah, I'm, I grew up in the country, so from an outsider point of view it's like yeah you know sydney's got the the beaches and whatever it's like yeah but i i can't i can't do the beach every day it's like i need i need the city i need something to do like i need that work i need that yeah to get that work
1: yeah i i, I totally agree now um we spoke briefly we're in a, uh, a rented a, a apartment i'm down here for a thing for uh Sane australia we've just done a couple of days of um strategy and board meetings and stuff like that it's a charity i work i work for yeah and so we're in this we're on the 14th floor we're above like five different cafes and i say, hey man do you want a coffee and you go no 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 i'm sorted yeah <laughs> like it's you don't do an away thing. game do you Nah
0: man it's the first thing i do as soon as i wake up i, I like i've i've started like brewing cold brew at home now i got like this japanese drip thing
1: it looks like some mad professor thing. It's like yeah. seriously like there's, there's beakers and there's twirling the, things. The, the one that I
0: have now though is really simple. Yeah? So like the idea is like I can teach my girlfriend how to make it. So because, you know, we need to have caffeine constantly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, I, I don't drink anymore. Uh, I don't do drugs anymore. I'm like yeah. nine years, two months and what day is the seventh today? I can't remember how many days. Coffee's all I've got. That's the only thing I've put in my body that changes how I feel Yeah. without losing my sobriety. Yeah. And, mate, I'm fucking mad for it. I've right. got a scale. Yeah. I've got a timer. Yeah. I measure my grinds out. Yeah. I time my pause. Yeah, man. I,
0: I've, I've got like a, I've got the Lama Zocco single group head. So, like, you you'd see people will now... Look at the machines that they go see in, like, these, um, you know, in their cafes. More often than not, it's a Lama well, I put that in my house. That's – I'm high in my own supply, dude. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making coffee.
1: Now, I don't know about you, but I'm – when I look at the, the, the margins in the bean game, mm. mate, it's a racket. You can – I've figured it out, Briggs. You can land raw green beans in Australia – for like eight bucks a kilo. Yeah. Cleared customs. Yeah. You could sell them for fifty.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the wrong gig. No. Nah, no, nah, I man, we could flip them, like hey. the escobar of coffee.
1: Mate, Briggs and G Coffee. I think we should launch that shit. Yeah, man, B and, and G. That'd be great. I'm not. I'm not even. Ki- I'm not even kidding. Could P you imagine? It's something I'm really into. Can you imagine the margins? <laughs> yeah, and we could do a triple bottom line. We could go all right, and you know, certain percentage. You know, these are the people that we train to to roast it, and so we, you know, the company's full of people that we bring up. You yep. know, we could we could put a social element to just it. Just take over. Just take over Melbourne. Like this is the spot to do it. You start in Melbourne,
0: and then the world. It's the world. Man, Melbourne drinks more coffee than anywhere else in the world.
1: There's nothing counting my house. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. I, I think it's
0: like, per, like, like for the population size, we drink the most.
1: <sighs> I, and, and, people are, and, it shows. and people have a problem with immigration. <laughs> Fuck, without immigration, there would be no coffee.
0: Bro, people need to relax. It's just I said it's, it's a war on cuisine. That's what they're, they're trying to stop. They're trying to stop the flavours, man. <laughs> they can't handle it. They're trying to stop the flavour. Ne- I need coffee, man, and I, and I need that international food court. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to my um... – uh,
1: Anyone who plays with that has a problem with things. <laughs> I was talking to uh, – my. Uh, it's not Uber, it's Didi. It's another one. They, they give a bigger percentage to the, the driver, I think. Yeah. I was talking to my driver last night about – he's Ethiopian. I'm yeah. Like, I love that Ethiopian food. Have you ever had it with a big yeah, yeah, flat yeah, yeah, bread? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm celia, I can't have wheat. Yeah. And it's made of this thing called teff, which okay. is gluten free. Huh. And, 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 and like, I'm also vegan, don't be me, Um <laughs> And so there's that. <laughs> you little... really need coffee. I know. That's <laughs> yeah. all I've got. Yeah, I know. It's all I've got. No meat, no wheat. Yeah, I know. And I struggled. When I lived in America, Yeah, it's a Monty Python joke. Yeah. But that filter coffee is a lot like making love in a canoe. Yeah, it's for real. fucking close to water. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. It's getting better though. It is because Australians have moved yeah. there. <laughs>
0: yeah. There's a, there's a spot on Melrose I like, frequent. It's like 5.0 or something like that. And it's really good. That's the place I mess with.
1: Right. What,
0: what's the cross street? Uh, it's right near Fairfax. Oh, it's yeah. like
1: Melrose and Fairfax. Right. It's right, right by it's my there. My old neighborhood. Yeah, I, lived yeah. on, um, I lived on Melrose and La Brea. Okay. But, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. So it's, it's right by away.
0: there. And there's another one on the corner, like right near the corner of um, – this is such Australian shit, right? There's, there's another coffee spot right on the corner of um, Santa Monica and Fairfax, mm-hmm. like across from the Whole Foods on the other side, next to the expensive-looking dog food. Yeah, I know that place. <laughs> yeah, coffee, coffee. It's lit.
1: I seen like Seth Rogen there That was dope Steve Aoki, Mate You want to, <laughs> If you want Next time you're in Los Angeles So it's up to you You go to my old neighbourhood You go to Venice Oh what And word. you get some Legit There's, some, there's a place called Intelligentsia in Venice Okay Which is out of control Yeah it, they, they, They're like professors Yeah They wear lab coats In there <laughs> And they take very seriously. Mate, they take it super seriously, and it's extru- It was it was like hundred meters. It's comforting, meters, man, like, hundred meters from my house. <laughs> yeah, I need that though.
0: It's it's the only thing. It's like it keeps me stable. <laughs>
1: when well, I'm elsewhere, I you know, and I've spoken to my doctor about this. Is that now I'm off meds. I don't, I don't take anything – every now and again I'll have a little something to help me sleep if I'm doing a night shift and I yeah. just – but it's a different kind of – it's a newer kind of sleeping thing. And Anyway, when the – I'd still dream of the horrible things that gave me the, the psychosis yeah. e- episodes. So it still comes to me, but it comes to me in my dreams when I can't rationalise it yeah. and it's really tough. Uh, and then I wake up in the morning. That's because my prefrontal cortex, which is the part of my brain that rationalises things, yeah. isn't active, yeah. all right? and so for example I'm in an unfamiliar place I know I have to pee I stand up in the hotel room and I just kind of wait and I just wait and then I go okay I'm awake enough now to find a door <laughs> I just know I just I don't know where I am so same similarly when I wake up all these thoughts are coming and coming and coming and I, my, the part of my brain that deals with them isn't awake yet Yeah, coffee it comes into my life comes into my body and then I'm like right Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Shoot it get all it down. down. Next, one next. Okay, yeah, I'm on. I'm on. I'm here. Yeah, it, and it's
0: like, and it's like, it's part of my routine. You know, like the group handle to the grinder to the scale. To the, it, it's like, it's like a martial art. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's a kata. yes. Exactly. Exactly. You just be like water, dude. And then you just <laughs> grab it. You know what I mean? You, you you lock it in. You press the button. You get your cup. It's in there. It's like it, it's it's a
1: proper routine, man. It's like. You know what I mean? It is like a kata. It's important. Does caffeine come uh, as a part of your creativity? Do you then go, right, don't talk to me, now I'm writing? Um, Not so much. It's just like it's my thing that I do
0: how I start my morning. It's the first thing that I do because it's the first, like, movements that I have. So it's like these are my – like, everyone's got their little routine that they have in the shower or wherever. You know what I mean? Everyone's got their little thing that they do. This thing is just something that I enjoy that isn't music, that isn't writing, that isn't anything. It's like the best thing about it is it's all structured. You know what I mean? It's fact. It's like I need 18 grams of coffee in this shot to make this perfect shot. And You know what I mean? So it's like I'm not thinking about anything else except this coffee into this cup. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's almost like a little vacation. <laughs> You're
1: describing a mindfulness process. Yeah. Yeah, you really are. And I'm, I'm, I'm the same. There's like just whatever other variables happen in my day, whatever uncontrollable shit comes my way, Yeah, I know that there's this many grams in here. The shot's going to go for 22 seconds. Yeah. It's going to have, <laughs> you know, 42 milliliters of water in it. Yeah, and then it's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the outcome's fantastic. <laughs> it's a predictable outcome. And yeah. that's the thing I think as well that I Yeah, like. exactly.
0: It's, it's that constant. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's like it's just a little thing. It's just nice. And then it's like, okay, it's that process, man. It's just that process. And like I get that process like in the gym as well. So it's like when the only thing you're thinking about is like you're lifting heavy weights and it's like just don't drop this on your neck. That's all it is That's what it is You go up You know what I mean It comes down Goes back up Just don't drop it on your neck You know what I mean It's like It's like some kind of like Active
1: meditation You know what I mean (laughs) Mate 100% That's what I was doing this morning There's a gym I go to here When I'm in town Other gyms around Like they charge you Fucking, well, you're charging 140 bucks for a seven day pass at least 24, I don't want like yeah. that. It's this really grimy place in the Banana Alleys under the train station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. they used to do raves there in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. It smells like ammonia and biker speed. I'm sure, yeah, yeah, when they, yeah. you know. But it's it's just it's seriously it's in tunnels. right? Yeah. the whole thing's in tunnels. And um, I was there this morning, and there's a kind of therapy that I was doing called Hakomi therapy, which is a trauma recovery therapy where the the, the hypothesis is that the body experiences trauma, and then the revisiting and the horror feeling is because your body didn't get to do the thing that it needed to do at the time—be it yeah. run, punch, fight, whatever. And so, when I'm in the gym this morning doing leg presses, in my head I'm thinking of the the visions that give me horrors, yeah. and I'm fucking pushing that shit away. Yeah. And then, and it fucking really helps, man. Yeah,
0: it really helps. Like it, it's the, again, man. It's like it, it simplifies everything to that one to that one moment where it's just like just push this up like that's all you got to do you don't have to worry about the politics you don't have to worry about the outcomes you don't have to worry about you know what i mean like the different variables it's, it's one simple action it's just don't drop this on your neck you know I mean? <laughs> and it's great and it's great and, and for real it's like going to the gym for me is i swear it's like 80 percent mental because it's like now i've got this watch on my arm that tells me how lazy i am that it's like I can tell it's like if my heart rate isn't up to a certain level and I'm in the gym and I can't get to the next exercise it's a mental thing because my heart rate telling me it's like no you're not that tired yet so it's like no snap out of it you can do that just move you know what I mean like and that's all part of it man it's just I try to bring those kind of um lessons to everything else that I do
1: it's interesting isn't it when I mean, I only started really lifting. I was always was like a runner, yeah. and then my, my hips fucked out. I can't run anymore, and so I, I started lifting only about a year and a bit ago. Yeah. And I've, I spoke with Guy Sebastian about this. How much it changes the rest of my life yeah. because I start my day, in Guy's words, I start my day overcoming adversity. Yeah. So my brain just has this idea. No, 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 it's okay. You just push and you can get over this. Yeah. You just lift this thing. Just lift this thing off the ground. <laughs> That's all it
0: is. Like, like, it's really simple. That's what I like about it because everything else I do can be very, very complicated. The things I navigate can be very, very complicated, and there's a lot of different moving parts. But when it comes to making coffee or lifting weights, they're very simple, and I love them for that because it's just like there's a heavy thing over there on the ground. Pick it up. <laughs> Put it back down. Do it again. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like and you're going to feel better for it. Yeah. And there was like just that that mental thing of being like hey, maybe I could do some more. Hey, maybe I can lift a little bit more. And this and that's when it becomes a sport for me.
1: That's your body experiencing the dope, getting the dopamine and going, "Oh, that feels good. Yeah. I want to do that again." And then what for me I love is, you know, and as someone who identifies, I've got a. i have got I had to take Instagram off my phone. I'm a fucking addict. I'm no, I'm no <laughs> match for their AI attention grabbing mind control shit. Oh, I really? can't, I can't beat it. I had to I've, take it off my phone. It's,
0: it's like, I, it's like muscle memory. It's like you just go to it. I, I, I've had spots where I've deleted all the apps off because I was like, I'm just, I'm like this is not important. I'm wasting too much time. It's like concentrate on the art.
1: Yeah. Like so. so. It was about my wife. Like my kid, there's yeah. people in the room that yeah. mean something, not a plate of food in Brooklyn that looks pretty. <laughs> yeah.
0: But there's also like it's just that thing as well of like I'm just picking something up and, and just doing it out of habit to like, you know, where it almost becomes like a nervous tick. Yeah. It's like if something's going on in a room or, you know, it's like, oh, shit, I was looking at my phone.
1: <laughs> Escaping, yeah. yeah. That was the thing I was avoiding. It was avoidant behaviour for me. Yeah, Um, I just I
0: just look at my phone. But like I got to a point where I'm I'm pretty well, well I am in control of it. It's like I'm like Instagram, fucking Twitter, like these are all one way conversations for me. Now, like they used to be like debate platforms. Now this is a one way conversation. It's like you will just get, you know, that. That this is me. My message, rah, rah rah. This is not a place for discussion. There it is. Fuck off. I'm going to go write a song now.
1: <laughs> let my and uh, in the old ways, let the music do the talking. For like, real, like, yeah.
0: Or I'm going to go write some jokes. Like, yeah. like this is just a. It's it's an, it's a billboard now. It's like it's an announcement. Like I'm not here to have conversations with Darren with the fish. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Like,
1: I'm not going to blo- argue with a jet ski. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not here to
0: argue with a racist sunset. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is not this is
1: not what I'm here for. You Darren know? with the fish. It's always fucking Darren with the fish. And you know what? That's his hero shot on Tinder oh, as well. Right, that's him, mate. Controlling.
0: That's his control. I have the fish. I am the only one who has the fish. No one else has this fish. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> And that's where, like, I just, like, stopped, um, you know, the interaction because, like, it it wasn't helpful. But the other thing, like, especially, like, around Facebook and stuff, the interaction that I had with, like, ignorant bigots and whatever, it wasn't helpful for um, my younger fans. So I was, like, I started to be mindful of that. It's like, fuck. Like, they're coming through to check music and they see me arguing with... With races. It's like, yeah, look like some people might get a kick out of it, have some fun, but for some other kids, it might not be that great. So I've got to be mindful of that to, you know, make sure that, you know, not to like try to shelter people from whatever because it's a, it's a big wild world, but there's definitely a, a point where you have to be like, look, this is my space. I control it. So if they don't need to see it, then I have to address that.
1: I'm, I'm actually right now, you're a stronger man than I, Briggs, because I'm... Looking to get someone to to run that stuff for me.
0: Oh man, I'd love to have someone do it nah. for me.
1: It's just the thing is, is like I think the appeal
0: for social at my level is the fact that people know that it's me. So that's the appeal. And I was talking to like my mates about this all the time. I was like, man, imagine like back in the like back in the day, you had to like fill out a form, write a letter to the Tupac fan club and send that letter and it would go to a distribution place where probably some old white dude who hates his job sends you back a picture of (laughs) Tupac you know what I mean and that was as close as you got to an interaction with your favorite artist and now it's like it's this bombardment of tweets and and you know what I mean, like Instagram and like all these. There's so much access to the to the artists that the like people expect it. It's expected of you to be, you know, this person and that person all the time, and it's like that's exhausting. That could be exhausting. So it's like, bro, like I like know for a fact some people have had some shitty interactions with me because like. I'm not always on, man. <laughs> I'm not always on. Like, sometimes like sometimes I just don't give a fuck. And that's just who I am. Like, I'm a country kid from Shepparton, Victoria. Sometimes I just don't give a fuck and I don't feel like talking. You know what I mean? Like, nine times out of ten, I'm good. I've never turned down a picture for a kid, you know what I mean? Like, my young fans or whatever. But if you're old enough to be told to fuck off while I'm eating lunch, you know, sometimes that can happen. <laughs> I can relate <laughs> <laughs> for real. Like, because like people, people can be rude. Yeah, like that was, I've had people like sit down at my table, man, like ready to chop it up. Like, hey, that thing you said, like I've got X, Y, Z points to bring up with you. Like, bro, this is not the time and place. You know what I mean? Like, you're you're really in my zone right now. This is a bad place for both of us. I don't want to be here. You're up, you're up in my space, man. Like for real, step away from the table. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry that happened to you, man. Like, it's crazy. It's well, crazy. I, I think it, might, it might be a, an offshoot from, you know, if you've grown up having that kind of access that you describe, Yeah. It is like, of course, this person, I can walk up and talk to this person. Of course, this person's my friend. Of course, I can engage with them in public. Yeah. I see no barrier. I see no difference. Yeah. And then it might be, the, you know what, it might be the very first time that person's ever done that. Yeah. And then they realize, oh, actually, no, there's, there's protocol here we've uh, developed yeah. over hundreds and thousands of years <laughs> that is there for a reason yeah it's, it,
0: yeah people's entitlement has like grown exponentially yeah you know what I mean and it's like everyone expects everybody to be on mm. and to be that person and available like, yeah and, and i'm like for I'm, it. I'm like bro like for real. The other thing was like early on in my career like you know growing up where I grew up if someone walked up to you and was calling out your name they were looking to offer you out for a fight. So it was always like a, like back foot, like this, this dude wants something, you know what I mean? Like we're going to have to, you know, punch on. But like, you know, you'll you unlearn these things as
1: well to relax a bit. Oh, I don't know. It's still going to be there. I've been to Shep a bunch of times. One of my, one of my good friends is from Shep. It's a beautiful place, man. Bro, this is, it's really funny, man. Cause like we met
0: in Shep. Shut up. When did we do that? Bro. We met in Shep, man. When I was, I, was, I was a baby, I would have been 17. Was it at one of those bus shows? Yeah. I was thinking that this morning. I'm like, I wonder if he came. Yeah, I wrapped down the barrel of the camera. Shut up. I took the mic off you and I wrapped down the camera. Were you awesome? Yeah, I was, I've always been Did nice. I high five you or something? Yeah, I've always been Fucking nice. good. I was <laughs> so grateful.
1: It was funny, man. Because like, some guys would get up and... This is what, 2002? Yeah. Three? two thousand. Right? yeah. But a little white kid, like yeah. a 15-year-old white kid would get up and word for word spit out some Wu-Tang yeah, yeah, where yeah. N is every yeah, third yeah. word and N- I'd N- be N- jumping N- on him <laughs> like, you can't do that. No. But he's 15. Yeah. He doesn't know. He loves the RZA. He doesn't know why he can't oh, say that bro. word. And I, I remember some of those times I just because we're live, yeah, I'm just yeah, like yeah. <laughs> fucking <laughs> grabbing the mic back off, the, <laughs> <laughs> thinking we're going to Oh man, yeah. Like, tell me about that moment because I, you know, I uh, was like, to be honest, Briggs, I was drinking a lot on those, yeah. you know, on those adventures. No so doubt. they're pretty, they're pretty, <laughs> no pretty blurry. Bro, I was day drinking a fair bit by yeah, then. Yeah,
0: I was. I would have been, I would have been sixteen or seventeen, I reckon. And then someone told me like the Channel V bus was was down at the lake yeah at the skate park and i was like oh word yeah they're doing they're doing like raps and rah rah and i was like oh word and i was like i just thought to myself like i'm gonna get on tv (laughs) and i just went down there and and like i kind of like you know worked my way to the front of the thing and like I, i wasn't trying to be on the on the stage because like i think you were host like you were doing something where like someone was like doing like a because my mate ended up on stage with 28 days or some shit matt matt garthwaite homeboy he um matt can he's a producer dj phenomenal phenomenal dude and like anyway i went down there i think you kind of interviewed me or something and i just grabbed the mic and i just started rapping down the camera <laughs> My, my eight bar verse that I'd worked on you know that I had in my back pocket for all that time and that was like it, it's a, it was like looking back at it now it's funny because it's like that's a good indication of, of what I was doing and where my mindset was at for my whole career it was like where you know where what luck is is where you know opportunity and being ready is you know what i mean that's the crossroads that's what luck is so i grabbed the camera i grabbed the mic and i went for it man straight down the barrel do you have <laughs> and, the footage It's somewhere i know that because like i remember my like one of my media teachers had it like he he saved it for me and i was like yes so it exists somewhere me you know like a, me looking like a a younger version of this <laughs>
1: I was so happy that you had that moment. Those, there was a, a few of those things happened when we were on those tours. We'd just meet these kids in, I don't know, Broken Hill or Dubbo or yeah. Brockhampton or whatever, and there'd be a 1,000 people there and there'd be just one kid. Because you, you've been doing this long enough that yeah. enough people have come to you and said, check out my verse, check out my verse, come all on, right? Hi. And for a 1,000 of them, number 589, you'll go, you've got it. Yeah, You've got it all right keep working but it's there i see it yeah, yeah i yeah. see it and every now and again you'd be like oh, okay just don't fucking stop because yeah. that's it well that was that's the whole it.
0: thing with it i was like for me it wasn't anything beyond i'm just gonna get on tv and like all the boys was there we were, we were hanging out in the mall i was like yeah what's this and the bus pulls up you know what i mean i was like yeah there it is you know <laughs> i was like yeah i know what i'm doing <laughs> all right right. like i always managed to I don't know. i always managed to weasel my way into these activities.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the thing is that you had that focus there and in the same way that you just want to, at the gym, pick this up, put this down, you just had that singular, no, this is the direction I'm going. These are the steps that I'm taking. Yeah. How early did that start for you? How early was it like, I don't know, I'm going to rap?
0: Um, I always wanted to rap.
1: I always but from loved... when? When did you know you could? When did you realise that someone, you were oh, That's oh, I want that?
0: It wasn't until I was a teenager that I realized that it was actually possible. See, like, because, like, growing up where I grew up in the country, it's like I, I understood how guitars worked, and I, I didn't know how they made the music. Like, I, I, I didn't understand, you know, synths and drum machines. I didn't I like, computers and whatever. I wasn't clued in. And no one around me was clued in either. But I understood how guitars worked. So my whole point was, like, all right, I'm going to learn how to play guitar. Because, like, the whole idea of it was, like, start the mail room. You know what I mean? At least I'm in the building. That was always my focus. It's like, all right, I know I want to make rap music, but I can't do that right now. So I'll start here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start making tunes. I'm going to start working. I just want to be around music. And to the point where I was like 15 and then like kind of got the internet and and rah rah that's when I was like, ah, it started to click. And then other people were rapping and there was, like, you know, little sprinkles over here and there. And then I just got – I was just like, fuck it. I can do this. I could – you know, like, why not? That was the question because, like, you were always told rapping is American. I was like, yeah, well, so is rock music. Like, what's the difference? You know what I mean? Like, everything's American. They're doing everything. Like, movies are American too. Why don't we just stop doing that as well? So, like, that was the whole point. And to my my values of what I – I focused on I was like I can do it you know what I mean and I never lost focus of that of anything like my goals were always well I'd like to think pretty realistic (laughs) and each time I set goals I managed to achieve them I don't know if I was like setting like goals that were too low (laughs) but like I was managing to achieve it and get amongst it I I was like okay just keep working just keep working and that that was the whole thing. It's like I think the, the thing that that sets you apart from like success, the thing that sets people apart is what you're willing to sacrifice for it. What you're willing to give up, like the the hard work, the really hard stuff that that sucks and makes you quit. That's that's the difference. It's all the people that didn't get back up from that or didn't want to do it or couldn't hack it, you know what I mean? Like that's what sets people apart.
1: I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I was having that conversation with my Uber driver yeah. this morning. We were talking about television and he goes, Yeah, I'd like to learn that. I said, Man, you got a phone, just make it. And yeah. he's a Pakistani guy. And I'm yeah. like, just you know, you love the IPL? Love the IPL. All right, man, we'll do a three minute video about the IPL every week. Yeah. And do a hundred of them.
0: Yeah. And good,
1: then and get that's it. There's <laughs> it's like you wouldn't jump in a in a light plane with someone that hadn't done ten thousand hours. Yeah, for real. You know? You gotta do it. You got flight miles. That's the only way. Bro, that was the whole thing
0: with my motto, man. I was like, just do it. Just have a shot. It's not brain surgery. No one's gonna die. You know what I mean? Like it was like such a big thing to come over, especially in like indigenous communities, to come out and be something more than. You know what I mean? To come over self-confidence and you know self-determination and trying to instill these things in the community around you as you're doing it as well it's like it's a lot of work but it's so important because it's like you didn't do this yesterday but you're doing it today imagine what else you could do you know what i mean like that was always my focus it's like i could do this man like shit they're not that good
1: (laughs) was there someone in your life that Helped you? Helped you see that, or was there something that you were inspired by that gave you that message?
0: Um, I think just everything that was moving around me, like at in Shepparton, at home, like with my old man and the footy club. He has the unseen the moves he made to um, build up this pillar of the community that everyone lives off. All these offshoots that everyone that creates so many jobs and employment and opportunity. And just like the little wins that I was having on my own, I was like, if I keep winning, if I keep doing these little wins, cause like for each little win, there's a hundred losses. You know what I mean? But like, whatever you're gonna lose, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, a, you know, the perfect analogy for, for this kind of stuff is like boxing, man. It's like, you're gonna get punched. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a fight. You're gonna get punched and it's gonna hurt. But you know what I mean? Like you're gonna throw some punches and they're gonna land and you're gonna and you're gonna win. You know what I mean? Like that's the whole point. You just you just keep going through it. You keep getting it. You know what I mean? Like, so I just never I'm, I never wavered against that. It's like I always knew, you know what I mean? I always had this disgusting self determination. <laughs> this this thing in me that said that you're as good if not better than. You know what I mean? And like you can tell these stories and there's only one of you, you know, like, and it's not to say that there's only one of me and there can be only one. There's there's only one of a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like I'm just one of me and I'm just trying to do what I do and fit in, you know, where I fit in. And there's going to be room and like just being realistic about stuff. It's like, it's not going to last forever, but it's going to be good while it's here.
1: In Shepparton, where yeah. you grew up, uh, with your family, was there... I only know what it is to be a, a white immigrant who grew up in Brisbane, all right? I was a baby when we came here. Yeah. How early on did you realise that, you know, oh, I call a lot of people uncle, but only you have only one uncle and I have 17. How early did you realise that structures are different and that your, uh, your culture is different? Straight from, away. Yeah?
0: Yeah, it's like I've always... Like, I, I can't remember... A moment where I was like, Oh, we're different. It was always just like, oh, this is this is what this is. And the outside is a lot different. You know what I mean? So it it there was never it wasn't a point where I was like, hey, we're all the same. Mm. It was always like, No, 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 no. We are this this is something else. But outside, like looking outside, it was always like, fuck, that's weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like like having aunties that you never see and other family that you walk past in the street and you wouldn't know who they are or, you know what I mean, like scheduling in and penciling in times when when family would come over. Because, like, man, my uncles would just rock up at the door at 6 a.m. and be like, what, are you sleeping? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, that's, that's just the way we grew up. It's like the door was unlocked. People would just walk in and out. And that's just how – like it's, it's hard to look at it, feel like anything but that was normal because that, that is your normal. Whatever you grew up with is kind of your normal. It wasn't until – it's not until you're outside and you're really like getting this like, you know, scientific look at everybody else and being like, like really breaking it down like, oh, okay.
1: Or you go over to sleep over at Timmy's house and you go, wow, it's different. <laughs> oh, bro. Like I had – like I remember being asked to leave –
0: um, kids houses like when they found out I was blackfellow for real like they'd be like oh, who are you like oh, I'm Adam Briggs and like oh you're a Briggs though. you know you can go when did you go home now we're gonna have dinner at three <laughs> 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 you know you know what I mean so it's like there's, there's a lot of those kind of stories but like that's the town I grew up in man. it was like it was like it was yeah, super duper super I'm just super trying to think how I, this
1: is like mid 90s that would have been happening
0: yeah I was talking about it not long ago, man. Um, that, like, you know, we, the Rumbler Footy Club joined the Division Two, Goblin Valley, and, and there was a team 20 minutes from Shepherd, half an hour from Shepherd, and um, called the All Blacks that were affectionately known as the Niggers. And this was like 98, 99. Like, this isn't the 70s. You know what I mean? Like, or the 60s or the 50s. This is 98, 99. Everybody knows better. But it's the arrogance. And, um, yeah, so, like, you know, they'd be like, come on, the niggers. I was like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, we were like, are they going for us? <laughs> but, like, and then, you know, their, their, their club song was, yeah. They've got a club song. Yeah, they had the club. Oh, we're from nigger it's like, you know, Tigerland, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it, like, it sounds extreme, but that's Because like, it is. Yeah. But, like, we grew up in that absurdity.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Like, we grew up... Like, like that's where we grew up. That's the absurdity we grew up in, you know. And, and these kinds of
1: attitudes still float around. Float around, man. Those people are people's parents. Yeah. There's guys who are in their 20s who got raised by those men who sang that song... And they, honestly, I have to look at it, freaks, yeah. and go, they're not a bigot because they hate, they just don't know any better. Yeah, They yeah. just don't know any other reality.
0: Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, that's their normal.
1: Yes, and they, they've, just, they've just never been exposed to anything else, so why? Like, we all know that it's
0: not normal, but that's their normal. Yeah. If you grew up surrounded by this, it's like that's why so many... Like I was getting so many fights and stuff as kids, because like someone would just drop abo, coon" whatever in a in a sentence. Ah, bang! Like straight away, like with like I just had this switch, and I would just let it fly. Like you just get punched in your mouth straight away. Like I've I've tempered that, and I've learned to control that. But that, like that's was my go-to response <laughs> and like you know it's like you know you'd all like you, you'd always be in all these tussles and like this kid would be getting punched in his face He'd be like what the fuck man you know what i mean like he wouldn't like he would know like oh shit i just said that but like when that's what's being talked about at home and how that's flying at home and that's what you know, because you don't get punched in your face when you say it at home because that's how dad talks. You know what I mean? So you take, like, it's a danger, man. You send your kids out in the world with these kinds of attitudes that they can, you know, say these things. like, bro, a kid like me might punch you in your face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't advocate for violence to oh, start no, no, these No, things. no not anymore. But I
3: understand.
0: <laughs> no, like, I, I wasn't advocating for violence either. It was like, it was just like, that was just like, yeah. What happened? Like, like, I don't, like, I'd tell everyone, I like, don't punch people in their face. Don't do that anymore. You can't, like, it's, you can't do that anymore. But
1: I get it. Yeah, but, I get why 15-year-old you did it.
0: Bro. But, but, like, it started really early right. from, like, you know, like, people's, like, the recollection of racism, you know, often floats around in adolescence, early adulthood. But, man, I remember when I was a kid, like, when I was, like, in primary school. You know what I mean? And this kid would say, oh, like, cause I was fair skinned dude as well. You know what I mean? Like they'd be like, oh, but you're not a real abbo. Plow, punched in your face real quick. You know <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like and and they would be like, what just happened? And like, everyone's confused. He's He's bleeding out of his nose. I'm upset. Everyone's angry. You know what I mean? Like teachers don't know how to deal with it because they're not taught either. Uh, they're just like, "Oh, don't say that again," and you, you don't punch people who say that. So, like, well, fuck. Like that. Like everyone was so unequipped to deal with this really ugly side of what Australia is.
2: Hold up! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
3: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
1: Briggs punched someone in his face. What did your folks do?
0: Oh, they got it. They weren't about, like, i would always be in trouble. But they understood. They know that I wasn't that kind of kid. I wasn't punching people for fun. It's like if I punched a kid in his face or this kind of thing happened, yeah, they, they understood. Because my parents are both, you know, intelligent, hard-working people. So there was, like... Talks, you know, this can't happen, like, because it's only going to work out bad for you. You need to, you know, rein this in. But they were also, like, more so at the school, at whatever, it's like, you need to, you know, he's not punching on for for no reason at all. Mm. You know what I mean? This is, like, the schools, like, from primary school to high school, that was so, that was so unequipped to deal with this. And, like, almost arrogantly so. Like, we don't have to deal with this. It's, like, like, I remember, like, the teachers at my first high school, they were just, like, you know, some girl was walking around with, like, she was, like, constantly on some racist joke shit. And I'd found out, and she found out that I'd found out. And she'd, like, shit herself. Like, she was absolutely terrified. And I was, like, like, I hadn't done anything. And then... I remember, you know, the vice principal coming to me and me getting in trouble because this girl was terrified of what I might do. I was like, what about her? And, she's, and, and the principal was like, oh, she's scared enough. I think that's, that's punishment enough for her. And that was it. Like, that's the end of that. You know what I mean? So nobody's learning. Is know? there
1: anything different now?
0: I'm not feeling it. Like, I don't feel the difference at all. It's still like the the exclusion is still because that's what you know the racism is it's exclusion. It's like it's still there. It's like begrudgingly, they you know have to. And I'm you know, I do things on a macro level that they have to deal with. I put billboards up, I you know what I mean? I make these songs that you know that talk to the world and talk to the country. I deal, I put things out on a macro level. So they have no choice but to deal with it. Mm. They have no choice but to address this gigantic elephant that I keep pushing into the room Mm. because that was part of the plan of everything I was doing was about making it too much to avoid. It's like, you're not... It's like, if you avoid talking about this, you know what I mean? It's like, it's really obvious you're avoiding it because everyone's looking at it. You know what I mean? Like, so got to be undeniable yeah it has to be a presence like everything i've done has always been tied to more of a movement rather than just a singular song because a singular song or a singular thing is like it's boring it's whatever you tie something to a movement it can
1: live forever you know what i mean i mean i think of Apocalypse 91 The Enemy Strikes Black And what Chuck D did With the Martin Luther King Day In Arizona Yeah Like Fuck yeah Yeah <laughs> Right Like stuff like that That's it. Yeah. I could dance to that song Yeah Badly, like a one guy, but I can dance to that song.
0: Bro, Flavor Flavor dance horribly too.
1: <laughs> uh, Flavor's a complicated track, man. Flavor's done some shit that I don't know if I can 100% agree with. No, nah, he's, he's, he's very hard to defend. <laughs> he is very hard to defend. What's that Chris Rock line? You're making it hard. You're making it from the window to the wall. <laughs> hard to defend. Making
0: it hard to defend. But, like, yeah, like, you know, it was always about – being more than just a song
1: because
0: mm. like that's what I mean it means more when it's tied to a movement when it's tied to a thought when it's tied to an idea mm. like I you know did with Life Life was Incredible it's about tying it to something that people understand and know the stats but it's not personified it's like they could ignore it because it's just numbers on a brochure but when it's
1: you're talking about life expectancy of indigenous yeah, yeah, Australians yeah.
0: I'm talking about yeah mortality rates right i said in an interview you know this week i said man i'm going to have to start drawing comparisons of indigenous life expectancy to australian cricketers cuz that's the only time everyone gives a fuck the, the the nation stopped when someone was fucking around with a cricket ball <laughs> the nation stopped everyone was was up in arms when someone stuck some chewing on a ball just to make a swing different. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's the perfect analogy. Like, if I start, like, if Australian cricketers were dying at the rate that Indigenous Australians are dying, the nation would stop again. How do we save warning? We've got to protect our assets. What's the, what's the stats? Oh, man, it's like we die 10 years before. At least.
1: But but what are the 20 years leading up to that? Yeah. Look like probably not great. No, it's not fantastic. You're not up and about playing with kids. Well,
0: all the other stats are like horrible too. Like, you know, the suicide rate is what it is. Mental, you know, it's more susceptible to mental health issues, health issues and, you know, employment rate. And for me, the way I look at it, it centres around racism and exclusion and people's self-worth. It's like... If you push people out so far and their self-worth is, is so far down, you know what I mean, it affects every aspect of your life from your health to your mental health, which should be looked at as the same thing, you know what I mean, or it should be respected as the same thing. And that reflects in every aspect of your life because you don't have that. You, you've got no foundation. And so to bring it back to the video clip, when people are dying, there's layers to the clip too, because like the idea, like it's funny and it's really dark, but the idea of the clip was like, is like, you know, we're bowling over Mickey O'Loughlin who's dead on the, on the lawn. And the idea behind that is like, blackfathers are expected to just get up, move on, keep going, you know what I mean? Like there's not, you know, time to grieve is whatever. It's like, because, you know, we die like that. So we're expected to move on and get it together, and, and we do. You know what I mean? But it's like if, as I said, Australian cricketers, if they were out there just <laughs> just, just carking it on the, on the pitch, mate, just down behind the crease, there'd be a yeah, national here's inquiry.
1: He's this, this young, gifted... Oh, he, here's this cricketer who was gifted in his time and he's about to move into a coaching, maybe a managerial role where he can help the community of cricketers be even better, oh, but only for five more years because yeah, yeah. then he'll be dead. Like where, where would Australian cricket be without those guys who were <laughs> exactly. in their 50s and 60s who are helping the young guys come up? I mean, Shane Warne was taught the flipper by Richie Benno, yeah, all right? Yeah. You know, it, it's like without that, 20. there would be no warning. But what if Richie Benno had died 10 years before that? <laughs> exactly. And 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 that's what I mean. Like, I, you know, I'm just trying to meet,
0: you know, the rest of Australia halfway. It's mm. like, well, fuck. Look, all right. If I I don't really watch cricket, but I can fuck if I can explain it to you in cricket terms, maybe I can re- It's like learning a new
1: language. <laughs> um, I do love the video. It's darkly funny. Um, you also shot a bit of it near my house, which is pretty cool. Oh, work? Yeah, yeah. I live about, I don't know, about two Ks from that bowling club. Nice. Yeah, by the cemetery there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we live on the other side of the cemetery in a little, okay. a little apartment. Yeah. Half the size of this, actually. Because <laughs> Pay- that part of the city's fucking bananas. Paying twice as much. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> don't move to Sydney. It's <laughs> uh, three of us, two dogs and a baby on the way. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do, Briggs. Uh, but, I, like I said, I grew up in Brisbane. I'm happy to, you know. It's a nice part of the world, though. It is a lovely part of the world. Um, but did you shoot the dance scene in the, in the uh, no. Marriedville Bowling Club? Yeah. Oh, I went to a rave there around the, <laughs> around the time that I met you. And I can't even tell you the kinds of drugs that I was taking that night, but I remember that roof. Yeah. They, <laughs> they used to have the – they had a, they had a oh, I can't know, black market, I think, were the raves. They did them once okay. a month or something. They put black plastic on the windows because they would go till noon or oh, one the man. next day it was yeah. it's a pretty grim yeah it's, I can feel it now yeah I remember uh, <laughs> I remember I had it was I don't know I took some drugs and the drugs that I was taking made me want to vomit a lot and I remember being like having you know feeling the effects of these drugs and then puking on the on the bowling lawn on the bowling green with this uh, lady I was with um, rubbing my back going it's okay it happens all the time it's fine it happens all the time <laughs> like, <laughs> Just, it's good it's good <laughs> It's, it's all right. That was good. weird. That was a weird, it's night. A weird time. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was so great. Uh, the Nikhil are we being fished out of a pool with pool noodles? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that was oh, that was Shari. That oh, was was it? Yeah, oh, sorry. Me, me and Nikhil were, were poolside. Shari, Shari took the L on that one. Uh, I, I gave her, I gave her an expensive bottle of liquor for that. Uh, um, she was, she was MVP.
1: It's a cracking track, and it, it speaks on on so many levels, you know. Because I guess for. I look at it as well and I'm like you know let's compare it to I mean I look I look at my kid you know and and she's 15 I'm like she's not got access to the world that the people who are making decisions now had access yeah. to and they don't know any different. They're like, why not? Just, yeah, just buy a third th- investment property, mate. We did. It's like, yeah, the investment <laughs> properties didn't, that cost 15 times less when you bought it. Yeah, yeah,
0: let's like, no, get another one.
1: <laughs> it doesn't work like that.
0: Bro, it's, you know, it's crazy. Like people, that's how people talk, man. Like, and it's funny, dude, like because my parents in the 80s or, you know, early 90s, late 80s got knocked back buying a house they were knocked back the first house one of the first houses they went for they were knocked back simple fact because they were indigenous you know what I mean so it's like we've only just in the last 50 years or so been allowed to have ownership
1: 52 years ago you weren't counted (laughs) as a human being exactly there's people alive that voted on
0: that exactly and that's the whole and that's what I'm talking about it's like we weren't allowed to own things so you know what I mean? Like everyone's, I pull, if you pulled yourself up by your bootstraps, you'd be, you know. It's like no, you. Have, it's like having inherited wealth isn't really a thing for us.
1: Intergenerational wealth doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah,
0: we are. We, we're only just starting that. Mm. You know what I mean? So this whole idea about well, you just got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps is like, bro. We just got the boots. We don't have the straps yet. You won't let us. You won't let us have the straps. We're not yeah. allowed to have no, the straps. No, we got to wait another fifty years for some straps. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? So, you know what I'm talking about in in the song. You know, it, it is. It's a you know, it's a buzzword that that sends everyone nuts is white privilege mm-hmm. or the buzz phrase, and so many dudes and women, whatever, you know what I mean, get their back up about it because the idea is, you know, privilege means I've got this, I've got it easy, I've got it for free, you know. I didn't hide work every day. It's like, no, dude, it's, it's the obstacles you don't have to face that we have to face just by virtue of our race and where we're born and who we are and the systemic structure that we exist in. That means that we are dying earlier, that we are more susceptible to these health issues. You know what I mean? These all these things that you don't have to face. I, I explained it to a dude one time because he was like, he was my, he was a friend of mine, and he said, he's like, I don't get it, Brigsy, because like me and you are mates and we've always been mates and you know like we live pretty much the same. I was like, but you know, Chris, like. In the morning, when when we wake up, just say we both wake up in our respective beds at 7 o'clock, even before we get out of bed, I'm more likely to be arrested and incarcerated. I'm more likely to not wake up at all. I said, that's what the privilege is, dude. Before we even do anything, the base level, before we even get out of bed, before we even start my Carter coffee routine, dude, I'm... I'm already so many steps behind you. It's not to say that you've had it easy. It's to say that these are the obstacles that we have to navigate. That's what it is. We all know you work hard. Everybody works hard. We have to work 10
1: times as hard to get almost as much. It's the thing that so many people don't consider because they've never experienced it. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. They've never experienced it. And you, you showed it a bit in the video for Australia Day when you, you flipped the day around. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a white person living in an Aboriginal world. Yeah. But yeah, I'll never forget. You know, I, like I said, I grew up in Brisbane. My life very different to what it was then. And I, I think I, I made my first Indigenous friend when I was 19. Mm. So that says something. And he wasn't even from Brisbane. He'd come in to do this TAFE course uh, in South Bank in Brisbane. Yeah. But I was 19 before I, I met my first person that I could call a friend that was Indigenous Australian. That you know of. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're no one, no one, you saying no one, no one out of themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's possibly. That's quite possibly true. Yeah, for real. Yeah, that happens. Pro- yeah, I, I can guarantee it. It happens. Yeah, yeah. It happens. Certainly in Queensland. It was racist as shit when yeah, I got up there. It probably happens. still is. Um, but, but, I'm, like,
0: but, but you know what I mean? Like... People's people's interaction, you know what I mean, with themselves and their environment, you know what I mean, it's hard for them to see outside of yeah. their world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when, Especially these days when your world is fucking tailored to you. In your phone. Here's your subscription. This is all the shit you like. It's yeah. going to come to you every day. Here's your subscription to TV. Here's all the shows you like. These are the
1: shows you watch. You know what I mean? And we're never going to show you anything that makes you feel at all uncomfortable or yeah. exposes you to anything you yeah. don't already like. So you'll yeah. never see the fact that parts of Melbourne are just rapidly expanding with immigration, African immigration. You won't realise that. Yeah. And then you will drive down the street and suddenly you're going to see no white people and you're <laughs> going to panic. But it's been going on for years. Yeah, but but you've been, been ignoring it because yeah. you're in your Facebook world where you just ignore things you don't like. Yeah.
0: and that's all. And everyone's life is tailored to what they want everything from your subscription service to the music you like all your playlists are there Mm. your algorithms are all figuring out all the things you like to the point where they show you different artwork you will get different artwork on on the subscription service to me on spotify on anything really yeah so like if you're really into chatting tatum and I'm, I'm not so much into Channing Tatum. We'll get a different picture for Magic Mike.
1: <laughs> when we when we dial up on Netflix. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You want what I heard yesterday? If you've got your MacBook Air over there. Yeah. And I've got my shitty $99 Lenovo laptop over here. And we both go search for an airfare. Yeah. We will get different prices. Oh, what? Because you... The, the, it sends what kind of device yeah. at and they go he can afford it he can afford it how yeah. fucked up is that yeah I need to
0: work off my mrs laptop <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: she, um, she got a horrible laptop but I, you know I guess you know I remember like what I where I was going with that is like I was I was 24 before, uh, before I, I traveled overseas properly. I've been to New Zealand for a ski trip but I I was 24 before I traveled overseas and I remember being with my friend who's Ugandan yeah. and we were in London I remember walking behind her as we went into a store and I was, I was like caught up by something at the front of the shop and she was a few steps ahead of me and the shop assistant, not the manager, the shop assistant basically broke step right in behind her yeah. and just kind of spied her the whole time. I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, does that happen? She goes, oh, that? That happens every fucking day. Yeah. every day. And, and she is well put together. She yeah, is yeah, yeah. stylish as fuck. She's like a Vogue magazine when yeah. she walks around. She never leaves the house. Not just like, I am going to explode in fashion <laughs> yeah, today. Right? Yeah, yeah. And people were like two steps behind her to make sure. I was like, and she's like, yeah, that's my life. You don't, you don't know that? Every fucking day that happens to me. Yeah, man. And like, I think this is the sort of thing you're talking about is like, before she gets out of bed, she knows if I'm going to go to the shops today, People are going to put upon me that I am criminal in some way yeah. just, just because of the way I look. And yeah. that's, I'm going to deal with that shit as I walk around the shop trying to buy food for my kid.
0: For real. Yeah, it happens. Like I, I know exactly what I look like as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm the no, no delusions. Like I've got I, – I look like a thug. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm covered in tattoos. I've got a beard. You know what I mean? I look like I'm pissed off all the time and I'm, when I'm just thinking. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm very much aware, but it's like it's a different kind of thing you have to deal with every day. Every day. Like in all these different – like I used to get bad anxiety just meeting new people. I didn't like to meet new people, especially dudes who thought they were funny. Because I'm like, all right, he's he's working for his routine, yep. All right, when's, when's he going to get to his racist stuff? He's working for all these jokes, yep. When's he going to get to his racist stuff? I know it's coming. And the worst part about it was like nine times out of ten, they worked towards that racist stuff. And there was a real anxiety about, like, I didn't like meeting new people. I was like, I don't want to meet new people, man. I'm over meeting new people. Because there was that apprehension of, you know, dudes getting super comfortable really quickly and then, bang, there it was. You know what I mean? Because it was so prevalent in my life.
1: I think when I hear you speak about your mate and the conversation you had about privilege, for me, when I see reaction to people talking about privilege, there's almost a feeling of, but if I give that person something, I lose what I've got. Yeah, yeah. But that's not it. No. It's not like pie. No.
0: <laughs> I think that's what they have people believe. It's like you don't lose anything by other people gaining equity and equality. You don't lose anything. You don't lose anything. And I think, like, you know, once people can get their mind around that the fact that you're not losing anything, there's nothing to lose. You know what I mean? Odds are you never had it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just all these perceptions and, and the fears that they, because the fear is the easiest thing to sell. It's the easiest thing to sell is fear because everyone has it and everyone gets it an amplified and it's really easy to amplify. Happiness is a little bit different. Different things make people happy. Fear, Fear is really easy.
1: When I first saw the video for Australia Day I, and I, I kind of wanted, I was at once I was stoked that the show I work on is nominated, is, is mentioned in it. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's right. And I was like, I wonder, and I kind of wanted to be like, I, no, I won't say it because that's just me being fucking, uh, <laughs> <laughs> look at me, I'm so fucking virtuous. Um, <laughs> But I, I read a lot of books about a fuckload of masochists <laughs> i do yeah word and it's really important because i never got taught that at school yeah. you know i never got taught it and I, then i think that's
0: the difference between what the people who deliver the product mm. to the people that consume the product true it's the difference like, yeah you would read the book about the yeah. oh,
1: i've read a lot of them yeah
0: and a lot of people who are on our playing field do do the knowledge it's the regular consumer mm. and the punter. It's the goggle box. <laughs>
1: well, that's, a, yeah. I actually kind of like the casting on that show. They, they're very clever. Yeah, I was just generalising. No, I appreciate that. For that. fun. Um, but I, I remember when I first started exploring kind of non-traditional lines of, I guess, white saviour history that, yeah. you know, this country was saved by the British, which is what we got in Queensland. Um you got it everywhere. Yeah, okay. I realised that with every paragraph I read, with every page I turned, I just knew less and less and less. As I gained more and more knowledge, what I was uncovering was just like the fucking final scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like, (laughs) there's so much here. If anyone's interested, I would say The Other Side of the Frontier by Henry Reynolds would probably be a good place to start. Dark In by Bruce Pascoe is pretty fucking good. If you want an easy way in, David Hunt, Gert, just start with that.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. right. It's, It's crazy. Like the what we have here is let's break it down like on a a PR level like Mm -hmm. branding Australia as a brand we have the oldest living civilization on the planet this is the oldest living culture still here on the planet as a branding exercise and PR we have not utilized that one iota it's like Apple not releasing the iPhone. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you have it. Why? Oh, that thing. Oh, do you reckon people would like that? That's just an iPhone. Like, do you reckon, reckon people get into that? It's like you, what you have is the most unique thing on the fucking planet, dude. On the these vast cultures and nations and languages and art and culture like stories and stories, wisdom
1: story, and, like, and technology yeah. a, a, of, of managing the land and there's right. so much right.
0: and it's like nah but but barbies though <laughs> 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 it's like yeah nah i've never heard of a barbecue any other yeah like south americans probably might have some barbecues but they don't like ours but like this is what i'm talking about like as a like if you if you want to look at it like because like you know I'm often you know looking at my stuff as a brand and I was like look at Australia as a brand and you haven't released the iPhone Australia yeah it's there yeah. And, you, and you haven't utilized it one one moment one bit it's like you've yeah. you flashed it around and like you know like you've shown bits and pieces you've dusted it off for Nadoc Week but <laughs> but like you haven't you haven't explored. What that could mean culturally, yeah. not just for us, but to what we present yeah. to the world, to the to the rest of the to the rest of the planet, like everything we have, it's it, everything that they everything they present, everything that they that they rest their hats on, and is so surface level, it's so it's so shallow.
1: I wonder if us as a country, you know, I see, like, as far as a path forward, yeah. for me the model would be, it is. I think the only thing in, in recent history would be South Africa. Yeah. It's like, okay, rewrite yeah. the rules, <laughs> rewrite the constitution. Yeah. And then just get stuck in a truth and reconciliation. Just get in there. Yeah. And just get, get it all out. Because yeah. as, you know, otherwise it's the awkward Christmas where we don't talk about... The the uncle and the And the brother That had a massive fucking punch up Yeah And they just sit there Gritting their teeth It's like No we've got it We've got it We've all got to heal for it Yeah And then as a nation We can all go somewhere else together Right It's all there It's all
0: there man It's all there to be Like It is We are like Blackfellas have the most endearing culture You know what I mean It's all there like To to teach, we're teachers. You know what I mean? Like, it's what it's all about. Everything is there to be had. Where's, Where's the path forward for you? Man, the path forward for me, like, what I focus on is always just, I focus locally, man. I just try to grow my community and grow artists and grow leaders out of, through my platform. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, I just try to focus on, as, as I told you at the start, man, little wins. Just little wins, do it organically, and it will speak volumes. You know what I mean? Like, if you do it real, people notice. And I think that's, that's the truth of it. If you do it organically and you have these, like, perceived like, little wins and, and, like, if it's real, they last forever, man. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the, that's the best part. And so I just keep doing those. And hopefully that it, you know, generates enough of a foundation and a platform that people can stand on it firmly and it can't be undone. That's what it's about. It's about doing things that can't be undone and creating a whole, creating a normality for Indigenous artists, you know, personalities to be who they are and not have to speak and it's like, all right, well, now that AB Original's done, we'll take them out and we'll replace them with the new Indigenous Act and then they're done, yep, oh, AB Original back on cycle We'll put them back in there, you know what I mean? That there's room for everybody in, you know, in all different kinds of facets of, of our industry and industries and everyone doing their part in their neck of the woods is what's going to change everything else. You put a billboard up in your neck of the woods. Right. <laughs> More billboards. That's the way forward.
1: More billboards. For, for people who haven't seen it, and like, because podcasts live forever, people might be listening to this in five years. Yeah. Um, can you describe what it, what it looks so, like? Uh, and-
0: yeah. So Pauline Hanson put a billboard up. Pauline Hanson is a white nationalist um, racist.
1: Who's been to prison?
0: Yeah, who's, yeah who went to prison? <laughs> um, that was one of the original quotes for the billboard and was Pauline Hanson's done more prison time than me but I don't think ABC Legal were going to get it over the line but uh, <laughs> because like it is an advertisement for the weekly that, the TV show that I'm on so she put a billboard up in my hometown of Shepparton which pissed me off and it's like well you know these things are considered you know what I mean so obviously you know there's a good chance of, of her getting some votes out of there
1: and the quote was?
0: Um, I've got the guts to say what you're thinking, which is pretty rich, you know, thinking that everyone's a racist. But, but um, I tried to buy the, the billboard in Shepparton, the other side of it, but it had already been bought a little bit in advance, so we missed out on that point. And I was like, find, you know, find, another. <laughs> find another billboard. And we did, and it was on the way to Frankston, which is, you know, just outside of Melbourne, classic Pauline country on the way out there. And um, I bought the other side of it and it just says, I can't wait to see the back of Pauline. And it has the back of her head mirrored, you know what I mean, as if it's the other side. And um, and a great, it, got, it got good traction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did uh, various people holding fish and jet skis and motorbikes get upset?
0: Oh, bro, a thousand percent. But I don't read Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said, man... This is a one-way conversation. There's yeah. my billboard. Hey, you know, Darren with the fish and Travis with the jet ski. Go get your own billboard. You know what I mean? Take the time. Do what you do. You know what I mean? But there's mine. Go look at it.
1: Yeah. I mate, it was such a boss move. It was such a fucking <laughs> boss move. Um, it's yeah. little wins Mate It's a fucking billboard On the side of highway <laughs> And it's so perfectly placed Because it's one of those One of those billboards That kind of like A maybe 30 degree angle yeah. to, to get the maximum uh, Exposure to the Oncoming traffic And when you drive past it It really like There's <laughs> her on Giving the smiley smile and then on the other side of it, it, looks like there's the back of her head, and there's you, it in a suit, given, given, you know, given it a wink. The, the old presidential <laughs> fist thumb. <laughs> it is. Barack did it. Clinton yeah. did it. Got to get the thumb above the forefinger. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because you can't point; it's too aggressive. Yeah. But you can
1: fist a thumb point.
0: Yeah, thumb point. Little chippy of thumb. Not aggressive.
1: <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good, and it
0: works. It, it iterates every point that you make, and it really gives it that presidential feel. <laughs>
1: really did. That was, you just spoke to me in bold type. It was beautiful. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't, I, I get that people, I try to think about like, well, you talked about fear, you know, what are the people that are going to vote for her afraid of,
0: you know? That's, well, they've, that, to, they've told them they're going to lose everything. Yeah. They're going to lose their way of life. Gonna, it's like, bro, you're not. It's like, how could you possibly lose your way of life when white people own everything out here? Like you own it, man. Like you're not going to lose anything. You're not losing anything by by having people come in and deliver delicious food and cuisine and culture and you know, it's, it's just like I, I just like for for me, I'm like it's such a bizarre thing to be so intimidated by another culture. Like it's like okay, whatever, man. Just you know what I mean? It it like for real. It does not bother me one bit. Like. I love going to the Vietnamese side of town, you know what I mean? And, and getting involved. It's like it's good, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but when you tell someone you drive driving home that that these people are violent and they're this and they're that and they're they're coming to take, you know, they're going to they're going to take over and they're going to, you know, they've got this new weird religion that's really angry and really it's like, bro, Chris has been killing people for years, bro. You've been you've been doing it. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. Nobody's taking your stuff, Trav. Nobody's taking your stuff, Darren. Trent, it's okay. Brendan, relax.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh God, Trent, Brendan,
0: (laughs) Kayla, just put it down. It's okay unlock the door you know what I mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like you, because like it doesn't scare me at all yeah. you know what I mean because I'm like I guess I'm trying to figure out like how do we implement indigenous culture and make it cool and, and implement it into the space that I'm not thinking about like my space is being taken away like they already took our space you know what I mean I think that's what they're scared about it's like oh we know what we did to them
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about before like deep yeah. in our hearts we kind of know well that was pretty <laughs> fucked up yeah yeah.
0: and I think that, that guilt sits in the back mm. of, of the Australian psyche yeah. knowing that you know the wealth of this country yeah. was ill gotten you know what I mean like from mining to farming to everything man. like it's ill gotten like people died for that so you could do that you know what I mean? Like, and not that long ago. No. And and I think like, that's kind of what they you know, sits in the back of people's minds. But the idea that their way of life is being challenged is just bizarre because mm. it's, it's really not. It's like, it, it's not gonna change the way you drive to work. You know what I mean? Like everything's gonna be exactly the same. Mm. You're not being challenged, like you know. It's okay to be white. It's incredible to be white. It always has been. When has it never not been okay to be white? I was talking to my girlfriend about this other day. I was like, I was like, you know, it's funny. Even time travel is a white privilege. Like we can only go forward, blackfellas. Any time we go back, it gets way worse. Unless we go like pre-1788. Oh
1: fuck. <laughs> Shit, man, you're right. Yeah. You're so right.
0: Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's just a funny idea. It's a good
1: <laughs> one. I don't want that to be a movie.
0: <laughs> it's like, we can't go back. It sucks. But, like, that's what they're scared of. They've been issued this idea that everything's going to change. Everything's changing for the worse. It's like, no, it's not. You know, the first time she got to breathe was the Howard era. And then the second time she got breath was the Abbott era, and uh, it feels much worse now just because of the news cycle. It feels way more prevalent than it ever has been. I, I don't think it is any more prevalent. It's just there's more access for to see it, and it'll change. But she'll go away, and then she'll get breath again, or someone like her will get breath again, and. That's just what it is.
1: Is it up to us as a society to just kind of try to bring those people who are afraid and hold yeah. them by the hand and go, it's okay, man, it's going to be all yeah, right, it's Trent. It's going to
0: be cool. Kayla, Trent, relax. <laughs> it's going to be fine. You know what I mean? Summer Nats will be there. I, <laughs> I promise. Summer Nats isn't going anywhere. Yeah. You're still going to have V8 supercars yeah I know it it's written <laughs> and yeah that's the whole yeah it's up to the leaders of this country to acknowledge that that this isn't a, an attack on our way of life this there is no attack there like it's to dismiss the fear mm. that people have to put a nation at ease that's yeah. what the, you know what I mean like That's everyone's so fucking on edge, dude. It's like it's everyone is so on edge. Everyone's scared to say anything. Anyone's scared to to look at someone the wrong way. Everyone's so terrified, and like everyone's on edge. And it's up to the leaders of the country to relax the nation. You know what I mean? Like it's up to them to be like, no, it's okay, you know, and not to just you know and to call things what they are, and to dismiss racism. Because when you're talking about politics of the left and the right, like, I have conservative friends. They're not racist. They're just more worried about the economy. They're more worried about their investment properties. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I understand it. The, the other side of the argument is not Pauline Hansen or Fraser Anning. They are hateful people hateful hateful people that is not the other side of the argument that is that's hate speech that's a hateful person that's what that is it's you know that's what bothers me the most is that we're giving this airtime because it's perceived as the other side of the of of the coin and it's not it's a whole other piece of trash in the gutter that everyone's looking at going, oh, but what about this piece of trash in the gutter that has something to say? You know what I mean? It's like it's absurd that it's not steeped in in any kind of, of fact and it's just hateful. That's all it is and it has no place. It has no place to be amplified. It has no place to be discussed. It's not meant to be discussed. They discussed it in the 40s.
1: Yeah. And the conversation was well and truly finished. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, that's, the th-
1: that's the thing. You know, history goes in these cycles. Yeah. We know how this ends up. Yeah. It's not like we don't know, oh, I wonder what will happen if we vilify points parts of our community to the point where we're not allowing them to at all feel that they belong whatsoever. I wonder what they'll do when they organise. Yeah. Like, hmm. fuck, dude, we know how this works out.
0: Yeah. We all know what this is. And... You don't negotiate with white nationalists, violent white nationalists. I'm not gonna, like, that's not, we don't need to hear from them. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need to entertain that. Sunrise entertain that. And then they want to get on their virtuous high horse and try to chastise Pauline Hanson after giving her 18 months of airtime.
1: God. If you calculated the amount of, like, <laughs> I, I used to work in Breakfast Radio, right? And in Breakfast Radio, you've got a bunch of TVs on so you can see who's on what. Fucking every second second morning, it's like, what? The fuck? What?
2: I don't understand.
1: Yeah. Like, why? Well, we all know why. Gets people to watch, man. Yeah, it's
0: clicks. Yeah, yeah. They've got to sell advertisement and they need X amount of people to watch to say during 7.30 to 8.30 we have this many million people. And if you want to advertise with us, it's going to cost you this many millions. You know what I mean? That's what it's all about. And on that note, they can go fuck themselves.
1: (laughs) Briggs, I'm so stoked that you came around today and I'm stoked that you're, uh, you're touring because I was talking with Dicko the other day and we were talking about that music's gotten so fucking safe and no one's saying some shit. That's important because when you put it in a song, it sits with you, you know. Yeah. And if there are songs that have an important thing to say, they're often <laughs> shitty to dance to. Yeah. But yours aren't. No, I'm trying to.
0: You, you got to find the
1: balance. Yeah. You got to find the
0: balance. Like Snoop Dogg said it, man. It's like you can have all the message you want, but if the song's not hot, people won't fuck with it. It has to. Yeah. The song's got to be slamming, and then you do both. You know what I mean It's It's not
1: rocket science It's music <laughs> Mate I hope the tour goes great I hope it's you have a cracking time Yeah I'm ready <laughs> yeah, I'm glad More billboards You match fit
0: More everything Bro I've been fit <laughs> I'm good I lift things off the ground I put them back down And I lift them back up <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mate this has been stu- I, I would talk to you for another hour But I've got to get on a fucking plane <laughs> And get back to my family You're the best ever man Thanks for coming around Easy right? Thank you Cool man. That was Briggs. You can find him on Twitter. He's G S And on Instagram, Senator Briggs. Senator. B-R-I-G-G-S. He's touring at the moment. More info about his tours at badapplesmusic.com.au Go on, get along and have a good time. Thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate you for listening. I could not do the show without you. Thank you for everybody that made the show. With me Andy Ma, my fearless audio producer who turned this show around quicker than anything because I'm like, we have to get this out before the election. This one's too good. He was working on another one for me and he he pulled up stumps and went straight into Briggs. So thank you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel Barrett, for helping me and Briggs get in the same place at the same time, the producer of my life. And thank you, Toe Hider, for the fantastic music that brings us in and out every week. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you on Friday. I'll probably talk a bit more about the election stuff on Friday, but I hope you've got a lot to think about and I hope you do some homework. Until I speak to you then, sleep well and dream of beautiful things.
2: Hold up.